0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the tsk show i am your host eric the duke of sports sklar i am joined by my co-host the one and only mr 360 tyler pacholke and of course co-host producer extraordinaire jacob gonzalez before we start the show thank you so much for listening everyone be sure to rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify the iheart radio app or wherever you decide to listen to the tsk show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and follow all of us as well at the Duke of Sports, at Tyler Pacholki, and at Jacob double underscore Gonzalez. On this episode of the TSK Show, Tyler and I will recap how our fantasy football teams did over the weekend, and then we'll discuss the implications from the fight between the Steelers and Browns on Thursday night football last week. Then we will preview week 12 in the NFL with the TSK Show power rankings, and then the three of us will make our picks of the week for each game coming up this weekend, As far as the NBA, we'll discuss Carmelo Anthony returning to the NBA after signing a contract with the Portland Trailblazers and Paul George making his franchise debut for the Los Angeles Clippers. To close the show, Jacob has some questions for Tyler and I regarding to the start of the NBA season. All right, let's start the show. To the What's up, fellas? How we doing?
1: Doing good, man. Uh, happy to have Jacob here, helping us out. Yep, yep. Always good. looks like I
2: didn't screw things too much that I'm back
1: uh, next yeah. week, back to back on them. Uh, real quick, though, we forgot last episode. Shout out my boy Nate Diaz.
2: Oh, yeah, we I forgot to
1: talk to t- about the fight. I, I didn't get to, I didn't get to squeeze him in. I feel bad about. it. I gotta say it really quick. Uh, fight got ended against Jorge Masvidal for the BMF belt. Uh, Nate Diaz is my boy, favorite fighter ever. Um, like I said, fight was called uh, for the doctors. Any but any any doctor that knows Nate Diaz knows that that you know he bleeds. That's how it goes. It was disappointing to see it end like that. Uh, mad respect to both fighters and I feel like Nate's legend still lives strong.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, if you saw what he looked like after the fight, he
1: I, he took an ass whoop, but I I just think that most people would have it, it just would have been over after after what uh massfall did to Nate in yeah. those first couple rounds, but they called the fight before Nate's money rounds, and that's where he wins. After he gets beat up for a couple of rounds, he wins the race. He yeah. wins the marathon. And I was going to so, say, he, he usually does well in later it, rounds. It was disappointing to see it called like that. I know Masvidal didn't want it called like that, so no 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 hate towards him. Um, most of the hate goes towards New York City and their, their <laughs> fight cancel.
0: I'm okay with hating on New York City.
2: Yes, sir. Oh yeah, right now they suck anyways at everything. Yeah. Well, except for baseball.
1: I I had, I had to sneak that in there.
0: Okay. Well, all right, let's jump right into football. Yeah. Tyler, we're we're getting closer to the playoffs in fantasy.
1: And, and yeah. And it's great. It's going great. Did you win this week? I did. i you won go. I've won four of my last five after starting 0 6.
0: That's pretty solid.
1: It is. It feels it feels kind of like fuck, why is it going down this way now? But um what's great is our league's wide open completely um all 12 teams are still there's two games left in the season two and all 12 teams are still uh in the hunt mathematically
0: yeah well for the first I, I
1: thought i was eliminated so i started Oh, mathematically I, I, I thought i was eliminated but i didn't check out the other side of the bracket our brackets a little stronger so i said so, you know i didn't know four or five teams could make it from one division
0: and uh, yeah, I'm still in it, I guess. So, did the trade you make like help you this week, or no, it takes it an effect no, this week? I,
1: I think it hurt me. Uh, Interesting. I, I, I think I think going back, if I would have known that I was in, but at the, if I would have known I was in a playoff race, maybe I would have made the trade. But I think that my team didn't take as big of a step back to where like I still need a lot to happen for me to make the playoffs. So I feel good about next year coming in with Michael Thomas, OBJ. And just starting strong with two wide receiver ones next year I think that's I, I'm, I'm all right with it but I did lose Marvin Jones jr so he's been hot he's been a great starter I got a couple bye weeks where I could really use him but yeah. uh I, I'm still feeling good about it
0: yeah so for the first team or for the first time all season, I went undefeated in all three of my leagues there it is so I got the W over Jordan Carlson your good buddy from home uh in the tsk show league and it was more of his team really shit in the bed than my team being like overly dominant he's the he's got the
1: pittsburgh steelers as his team exactly he had he's riding he's riding a team that's 500 (laughs) right now so i i'm playing him this week so i just i i just made the trade with him so yeah and, and funny enough i just traded him another Steeler obj uh juju yeah so I traded him Juju Smith-Schuster and Marvin Jones Jr. for OBJ.
0: Yeah, because he had five of his. I think our rosters are what thirteen people. Yeah, so, so he so, had five of his thirteen guys go on Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, so
1: now I mean he has James Conner, he
0: has Juju Smith-Schuster, and all three of his individual defensive players are Steelers.
1: All three, yep, yeah, and, and and he has
0: Boswell as his kicker.
1: Boswell, that's the other one, and so uh, I picked a. So I'm I'm rocking Steelers defense. Okay. this week against him because interesting he's got three of their individual defensive players so i feel like if any any three of those guys pop off i'm gonna get the points too
0: yeah that works out so i'm
1: gonna try and negate him that way so what
0: are your records in the tsk show league and the blue dog league
1: uh i'm four and seven tsk show so four of my last five wins started out oh and six so tough tough season in this league and then uh uh i'm eight i'm eight, and, uh, eight and three. I'm, not, I'm nine and two. Oh. Nine and two, that's right. I was eight and two. I'm not I'm now nine and two in the blue dog sitting first first place.
0: Okay, so I'm five and six in the T S K Show League, six and five in the League of Fools, and then eight and three in the Valley Village invitational. If
1: playoffs start today, you're in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. So
1: that that's what brought to my eye you know you're five and six i'm four and seven
0: yeah no we're so we're like, pretty oh, close shit, i
1: did not realize i still had a shot but
0: and we're in the this, same division right
1: this league has completely been what i wanted to be and i wanted to be competitive to the very end i didn't want people thinking you know they were out of it seven eight weeks in they're not um it's been a success i i, I love the amount of five and six four and seven teams i think that that because there's only four teams that have really want you know won steadily, uh, out of twelve, it 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 makes it interesting for those other eight.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's definitely going to come down to the wire coming up in these two weeks.
1: Yeah, I play I play two five and six teams my last two games at four and seven. So if I can take care of my business, um, I'm going to put myself in a good shot.
0: Hold on, I want to see who I got coming up the rest of the season. I know I end with playing Chad.
1: Which is tough. I mean, I think that he is probably the team to be right now, returning champ, eight and three. Yeah. Um, But I mean, there's four teams at eight and three. I think it's a four horse race. As of right now, the rest of us are just kind of wild cards.
0: Yeah. So I'm going against Steven, who's five and six this week and then i got chad next week
1: and so me, i'm playing steven last week so if me and you take care of uh, take care of that business he can end with five wins and uh gives us both a better shot at making it
0: definitely all right let's transition now to probably the biggest story in the nfl over the past five days very, or so
1: very appropriate i like to add that we're discussing this On the
0: anniversary of Malice in the Palace. Yeah, that's funny. I think
2: Jacob was going to bring that up in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, yeah,
0: today is the 15-year anniversary of the Malice at the Palace. There's
2: just fights everywhere. There's fights last week in the NFL, and now it's the 15th anniversary of the Malice in the Palace. Yeah, so, I mean, this fight between the Steelers and the Browns was... To
1: me, it's number two. Really? I mean, I I can't think of a number two right off the top of my head that I think was... LeGarrett blunts, uh, LeGarrette's blunts right hook to the Oregon kid. Oh, yeah. Or to the Boise State kid when he played at Oregon is right up there. Like, that's like an instant gut check. Like, I remember when that that happened. Well, I remember people
0: tweeting out the video of Andre Johnson and Cortland Finnegan after the Miles Garrett fight. But I still just, I just don't. No, it wasn't this, the same. This
1: one's just iconic. I just think that this one it's 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 in the history books now.
0: Yeah, so I mean we all saw what happened at the end of Thursday night football last week against the Steelers, uh between the Steelers and the Browns. Both teams were fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars each. Miles Garrett, obviously the the main culprit i guess you would say which he this. immediately the,
2: regretted after the, the game the i'm sure the yeah.
1: co-host of the show <laughs> <laughs> i think that mason rudolph deserves a little more cred for well, for the co-host of the show but miles garrett for sure a co-host or, yeah. you know main headliner of this
0: yeah so he's been suspended indefinitely without pay and the nfl specified in a statement that his suspension will be at the minimum uh the rest of this regular season and the playoffs we don't know if it will bleed over into next season yet i think he's in the middle of appealing it and going through that whole process of really trying to figure out a definitive date to when this suspension will be up marquis pouncey the center for the pittsburgh steelers was suspended three games without pay for his role in the fight obviously he was pre- going to protect his quarterback mason rudolph and i think to talk about this for a second. Marquis Pouncey what he did was wrong completely but in an NFL locker room and in sports locker rooms he's a hero
1: Pouncey got the um I think they nailed it yeah I think three games is I would have been anything I would have been cool with anything two to four I think uh I think Shannon Sharp said that two to four yeah um I agree because what he did was wrong. Like you can't just throw hands. He threw. He, he threw, threw hands and he, feet. He threw more. He threw more like legit shots than anybody. Yeah. um But I also have the. I have the, the perspective of him. He was defending his, his, his teammate. So I, I'm cool with what he got.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think three games. It's appropriate. I think
1: it's appropriate for his actions. He definitely should have got suspended. Definitely should have been more than one game, but I don't think that he deserved the punishment that Garrett got.
0: Right. And I mean, I don't know about you, Jacob. I don't know your personality like that, but I know me and Tyler, we would both have done the
2: exact same thing Marquise Pouncey did.
1: No, I mean that's a that's a great that's what Lyman do. I I, I think that he did what most guys did. Yeah, they they do. set
2: the tone, so I feel like it's only right for them to kind of stick up for their teammates anyways, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I yeah, think that that I, I think that he would if Marquis if Pouncey I don't know what his first name is because I don't want to mix up the twins. <laughs> but if Pouncey knew three-game suspension, like, if he could, like, go back in time. He's do doing it, it, it 100 do it times out of 100.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then the Browns D-lineman, Larry Ogan Joby, was suspended one game without hit for that blindside hit for on sure. Mason Rudolph, which yeah. I think he is sh- completely got, acceptable. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I, I mean, I would have been all right with two, honestly. Like, one or two, I think he deserved
0: it. I think you got to lay down the law. Yeah. After something like this. Well, I mean, you can't just be coming into a altercation when someone is basically somewhat removed from it. He was a little bit further Mason Rudolph at the time was a little bit further away than uh from Pouncey and Miles Garrett on the ground kind of thing, and then Ogan Joby just comes in flying and just wrecks Rudolph. Yeah,
1: for sure. He deserved it. He deserved his his punishment.
0: Yeah. And so everyone that was suspended was also fined obviously. I'm sure it was the maximum amount they could have fined. Now you named
1: everybody that was suspended, right? We named everybody.
0: Well, I was I was going to get to the next part. All right. Mason Rudolph this, so far has gotten off with nothing.
1: See, so this would be this would be an issue with me for sure. Right. Now especially if I was Miles Garrett,
0: the NFL are yeah, going to
2: hand them all out to everybody else and he doesn't get one? Right. And I've seen
0: I've seen some reports that Mason Rudolph is expected to be fined the maximum amount once it's all said and done for the the maximum amount for fighting in the league. Uh, But the league has announced that it's still reviewing video and expects more punishments to be handed out. So right now, Mason Rudolph has gotten off scot-free, but I do expect some monetary punishment from this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, um, who was it? I think Mac Kellerman was, like, the big advocate of all this, like, him starting the fight. I think he started the fight. Uh, Miles Garrett took it to another level. But to me, r- just baseline, Mason's got to be the second hardest punishment to me. I mean, I don't. I think that he should be punished harder than Pouncey. Uh, I think he should be less than Garrett, more than Pouncey. I just feel like he was the co-host of the show. Yeah. And uh yeah, he did he did suffer the biggest blow, but at the same time I He I wouldn't did, have suffered
0: that blow if it wasn't for what he did in I the first place. he
1: tried to rip Garrett's helmet off uh, by the face mask. And so um Yeah, I mean that game definitely toward I mean that, the whole my, game. That's my only beef. I think that uh now if they decide to suspend Miles Garrett more than this season in playoffs, I gotta beef with that. I think I think see the rest of the season playoffs is appropriate. Uh, punishment for the behavior. He should be good to go week one next year, uh, and Miles Garrett, uh, Mason Rudolph for sure should get a harsher punishment.
0: Yeah, I but definitely it doesn't look like it's going to happen. I definitely agree with you in the fact that Mason Rudolph played a much bigger role in this than what the punishments indicate so far.
1: It, it, the fight was between Rudolph
0: and Garrett. 100%. It was not Pouncy and Garrett. No. Pouncy. Pouncy came in after the fact. Reacted.
1: The other lineman, I don't want to pronounce his last name because I can't.
0: But <laughs> Ogan Joby.
1: Ogan Joby. He he reacted. The other two were the party. They were the show. They, yeah. You know they were co-host in this action. I believe so. I think that Mason Rudolph got off scot free well,
0: to make to make the Mouse at the Palace comparison. Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph were Ron Artest and Ben Wallace.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, I would say that's it, spot on. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe I, I would see, I would see Ben Wallace closer to Pouncey. Well, Ben Wallace, I think I, I remember. Think, I think, you know, our test was beef was with the fans.
0: No, I'm saying. Well, what started it was was Ben Wallace pushing our test after a foul.
1: But that happens in Ron Artest and Ben Wallace's life regularly. True, the, those two do that kind of shit. That's they're about that life. They do that shit. Yeah, it was taken to it. I think just like. Rudolph and and like just like Garrett overhand swinging a helmet on Mason Rudolph's head a fan took it to the next level well yeah and that's when Ron Artest lost it
0: yeah now going back to the whole swinging a helmet at someone I mean that I've never seen that happen before no
1: I mean either I mean not not in any I played football growing up I never seen that uh especially with to a dude without a helmet on i mean that's even that's like a double whammy yeah because it's know? all
0: it's always funny in nfl fights you see guys throwing punches but they're throwing punches at face masks yeah. so it's like for this guy to actually not have a helmet on it's like that's no, serious no, no, i've
1: never seen anything like that in sports that's, which is why i think it's it's right there with malice because it's just shocking i just i didn't think i'd ever see somebody overhand swing a helmet i mean I was on the phone for a half hour after yeah. that happened. I mean, I just, texted you like, immediately. I was like, did, did yeah, you just yeah. see it that? Was, uh, unreal. Unreal.
0: Dangerous. Yeah. And I I know there was a bunch of talk about potentially criminal charges being pressed against Miles Garrett. And Mason Rudolph already said, like, he's not going to press charges. He yeah, only sees and, this and as I, a football thing. And I, and thing. I get, yeah, I get why, where that.
1: that comes because it was a good conversation. But I think at the end of the day, in the NFL, between players, the brotherhood and fraternity that it is, I don't think that that's that doesn't happen
0: but at the end i think what's interesting on the other hand of that is i i know it didn't happen but what if garrett gets a better shot and he cracks cracks his head open clocks
2: him really good
1: well that's kind of like that that's the thing is like the damage kind of plays a part in it you know you you knock you you go you go and hook somebody in the chin and they die and you go and hook someone in the chin and they eat it it's two different things
0: yeah and, I mean, shit. Which
1: is why you don't want to put yourself in that position. No, not at all. Because it, it, you don't know what's going to happen. But uh, in this case, he got lucky that Mason Rudolph just took it.
0: Yeah, and hasn't Mason Rudolph's head taken enough beatings this year? I mean, he had to get his face mask taken off and taken out by a stretcher in one game, and now he's getting bonked on the head with uh, the helmet. I uh, mean.
1: Yeah, he's lucky. He had, it, Like, he's lucky. I mean, he's lucky. Miles Garrett's lucky. They're both lucky that it all happened the way it did because it could have gone a lot worse
0: yeah so i mean we'll definitely be tuned in to see if any more punishments come out of that but moving on now tyler tsk show power rankings yeah, let's do it. week 12.
1: tough one um it's getting more you know down the stretch so these like these last couple spots are kind of you know they're tougher to judge because we're counting out playoff teams at this point you know teams like the buffalo bills i just can't i just can't put them in there even though they're in good spot to make the playoffs uh, you know i just still want to bet on them to lose yeah
0: it's tough 12 teams make the playoffs but there's only 10 spots in the power rankings
1: yeah and and uh i don't necessarily think the 12 best teams always make the playoffs it's it's definitely you know for sure um, having the divisional thing but uh number 10 i'm gonna go with the rams i'm gonna give you guys a little credit getting the dub we a love us because it was a must win i think there was a lot of pressure in that game uh, the Bears and the Rams were in the same position, third place in their division, still in the playoff hunt. Not a lot of teams are in that same position. So they were really, really fighting. And I think that both those teams seasons went a different direction after the game. Bears are looking like they're, you know, the NBA equivalent of a lottery team now. Yep. Rams, And they have
2: like, a big question too, with the quarterback too.
1: Yeah. Which, you know, uh, a year ago today was not a question at all. No. Um, and now I think they're the front runners for Cam Newton um, and then Rams uh, just, you know, the exact opposite. Now they're in the playoff. Huh? I think they got a good shot at making the playoffs, but they got they need they need help from others. You know, they, yeah. they need help from Minnesota, Green Bay, San Francisco, Seattle. They need one of those four teams to kind of get off the burner. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but but five games five, you know, five six games left. It's completely doable. Yeah, and so I'm going with the Rams at number 10.
0: Yeah, and in that in that game against the Bears, the O-line looked very good. The run game looked the best. I think it's looked all season. But it was still not like the prettiest of wins. Yeah, it was still messy. That, it even good, started man. with the field goal too. Right. It
2: barely went
1: over. That's, yeah. That's good though. I mean, you've heard me talk about the Seahawks season all day. I'll take getting wins, not getting yeah. losses. I don't care. I don't care I don't how we're getting the te- them. I don't want to be the team that's trying to figure out how to win. I want the team that's winning games. Maybe they shouldn't win.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Uh,
1: because in playoff football, that wins you that gets you to the next round. Exactly. It's got to get through that game. It's not a seven game series it's not a five game series it's a one it's a one and done so like if you got a football team that's figuring out how to win it this is this whole it's this Rams is like I am I've getting flashbacks to two years ago it's all in Jared Goff yeah it's not last year where everything was sexy everything was good it's it's two years ago where it's like Jared Goff's really got to win his games or he's
0: gonna lose his games and now he's got to live up to that contract yep
1: Absolutely. They got, they invested in them now and, and coming in at number nine, we got the same scenario and that's the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott. I think both of these teams are just like solid. They're ready to win. Um, The rosters are ready to go. They
0: just got to put it together on the the field. The play
1: calling's ready to go. They just got the quarterbacks when the quarterback, the quarterback is the driver. I mean, Dak Prescott, as far as he, if he, if he's got a super bowl in him, Cowboys are winning it this year. If Jared Goff's got a Super Bowl in him, the Rams can win the Super Bowl. Um that's how these teams are built. But do you believe in Dak? Do you believe in Goff like you believe in Aaron Rodgers and Brady and Russell Wilson and Drew Brees and these te-
0: these guys have gotten it done before. Exactly. Jared Goff and Dak Prescott have yet to give us the evidence to hold them in that regard of those other guys that you just mentioned but
1: they've given us the evidence to th- believe that they're very capable guys right uh, just, capable of getting
0: to that level it's just
1: they are the team i mean it's just like you play bad your team's gonna lose that's a lot of pressure drew Brees, tom brady russell wilson i don't necessarily think that if they play bad their team loses i think that they've got a structure involved it's like around them but they can support them when they're not playing well i don't think the rams and the cowboys have that so Uh, I still think that those two teams are two of the best teams on paper, so I got them in the top ten. But I got six and four Rams and Cowboys at ten, ten and nine, respectively. Moving on to number eight, I got a seven and four Kansas City team that's probably more of a top five team because Mahomes is getting back in the the swing of everything. They got a top five coach, Andy Reid. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a tough month for them, kind of getting over the Mahomes hump. But they're they're figuring it out.
2: And they lost Hill too on Sunday or Monday yesterday. Yeah, last yeah, night, yeah, last, yeah, last night. night, yeah, yeah with the which is injury. which is
1: big time. And they already have they've already gone a stretch without mm-hmm. him, so they've they've definitely faced adversity. Which is why I'm still going to hold them at eight because they face adversity. They're still seven and four. Uh, I believe they have a bye week this week, right?
0: They do. Yeah, they do have a bye week. Yeah,
1: which you know. No better time than that. Exactly. Uh, Eleven, you know, week twelve, getting their bye week at seven and four, great for them, especially being injury riddled. But I like December. They're going to be, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still maybe think maybe
1: number one, maybe number two. That's that's how good this football team is.
0: I think at the end of the day, for me, no matter how good the Ravens are, I'm still picking the chiefs and, yeah, yeah, and the patriots yeah, yeah. to For be sure. in the afc you know, championship game
1: i think every team in the league is more afraid of the chiefs in the playoffs but today it's baltimore's day right uh kansas city though everybody knows where they're at everybody's watching them people know what they're doing they know where they're at in the standings they know that their record does not indicate how good patrick mahomes can go out there and win a game any, anytime tyreek no tyreek all right, now we're moving into seven. I think, which I think there's seven teams in the league right now. They're just dominating. These are the seven: uh Minnesota Vikings at number seven, eight and three, got their bye week again. Like like Kansas City at week twelve, big time. Dalvin Cook second in the league in rushing yards. Stefan Diggs is playing, is having a great year while Thielen's a little banged up. um Kyle Rudolph is is, is he's as, had a
0: touchdown in six straight games
1: yeah he's 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 old reliable he's not anybody that's sexy but he just is always there kirk cousins do what he needs to do and the defense is solid i mean this is a great this is a great football team well-built football team but they're they're the team i trust the least at the top
0: yeah and you talk you talk about facing adversity the the vikings were down i think it was 23 or 20 to nothing to who was it sorry i'm denver yeah it was 23 to nothing
1: oh yeah 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 they were getting their ass whooped by yeah denver. I, I thought it was game
0: yeah 23 to nothing and then they were able to come back and Sh- shows who they
1: are big big time win i think that them coming back shows more than them getting down for sure uh coming at number six i got their nfc north foe uh then the Green Bay packers a team that i think is a legit shot to win the super bowl they they're a team that you know if they get hot they get they start rolling Aaron starts doing his thing it doesn't matter what the defense does it doesn't matter what the receivers and the running backs names are um they're as dangerous as anybody eight and two Packers I mean you can't it's November December you're, you're not going to count those guys out cold weather team um coming in at number five moving up the list uh I got the Niners f9 and one I'm still gonna I'm still gonna kind of tr- keep my distance as far as the power is go with these guys um they won a game that i think they're supposed to win this is the week they they got a tough they got a tough opponent go, going to play green bay at night
0: yeah sunday night football so, prime time
1: uh their, their game got flexed in the sunday night spot seahawks got bumped out yeah tough. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little salty about tough. that um i'll get that i'll get that in the seahawks segment but Niners nine and one just as good as anybody but I, I I really do I I've stayed strong in this I like them to drop off I like them to finish at 10 10 wins they're at nine right now we'll see they've, they've got a brutal stretch they've got Green Bay they've got and they uh, almost
2: lost this past week too yeah,
1: yeah they got Green Bay they got they got Seattle. New Orleans they got New Orleans um it's they gotta play the Rams it's, again it's, it's they got the Rams again it's not an easy stretch um down the road. Uh, Coming at number four, I got my guys, Seattle Seahawks at eight and two real quick. Pissed that their game got flexed because they went from playing a night game in Philadelphia to now playing at 10 a.m. in the morning, West Coast time. That's rough. Uh, That's a tough that's a tough switch on them. So uh, you've heard me talk about the Seahawks. You've heard me talk about their struggles um, traveling to the East Coast. It's a tough game. It's 10 a.m. our time, 1 p.m. their time. That's that's a world of difference. Um, But I still like them to go into Philly, get the win. I think that a lot of teams like Seattle as the team in the NFC, just because Russell Wilson's on an MVP campaign. And on top of that, I think what's what's crazy is this their front seven coming in this year was was one of the best in the league. Added Jadavion Clowney so it's just like a good a good a good group of guys just got upgraded big time i think their their worst position group on the team was wide receiver they drafted dk metcalf in the it's second been incredible. round, incredible and th- and now they've just made a uh uh they've made a free agency acquisition in josh gordon so i just think that they completely upgraded their worst position group upgraded their best position group and now seattle is um looking at another super bowl run yeah Trying to be that team in the NFC that's just always there. Um, moving on to number three, I got the team, I got a team that beat Seattle, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. Big trust <laughs> Come see me all day. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram.
0: Yeah, I uh, love I love that intro at the the postgame press big conference. Trust,
1: baby. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And they're the team that's like they're not as talented as a lot of teams in the top ten, but uh they're hot they are the team right now they're the team the hottest team in the nfl hands down um the ravens are, are are scary so until somebody figures out how to beat lamar jackson they're gonna keep winning games and then at the top two we got the same old kind of song and dance
0: been this way all year
1: all year i got new orleans saints new england patriots um saints eight and two patriots nine and one what i mean Saints coming off a of bye eight and two uh, they lost Breeze for a stretch. They're still a 2 coming off a the bye. They're as dangerous as anybody. They're the favorites to me in the NFC. And uh, Bill Belichick sitting at the top, Tom Brady. What else are you going to do?
0: Yeah, I mean, even though their offense for the Patriots hasn't looked. Yeah, as... they,
2: they struggled on yeah. uh, uh, Sunday, too. Yeah,
0: but... it, it it hasn't looked as good as it has in the past. But, I mean, that defense is just what's carrying them, and it's been unreal
1: that's the difference i mean when, when new england has a good defense and win super Bowls. it's plain and simple
0: yeah it was funny i was uh it was on espn's get up i think it was dan orlovsky talking about how the patriots have like have their worst offense since like 2003 and then pat mcafee chimes in well they won the super bowl in 2003 and that's how that's that's the truth i mean
1: that's the truth, Ruth. You know, yeah. day. That's that's how it goes in New England. And and here's my bold prediction for New England. I think there's a 51% 51 percent chance. Fifty one. Fifty one percent. So that means I'm 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 leaning towards it's a chance. I think there's a 51 percent chance New England in the Patriot New England in the playoffs. We see either that man Rob Gronkowski or we see that man Antonio Brown suit up for the Patriots. I think there's a 51 percent chance. We see one of those two guys
2: suit up. It's
1: one of the biggest hot
2: takes. On that's the a GS- very hot take.
1: Yeah, I think it's real. I think Gronk's ready to go and split out in the slot. I don't think he's necessarily ready to block, but I don't think that that's what they're going to ask him to do. So, I, And, and I, he's repeatedly said he never says never. Now, yeah. his weight is a concern there. He lost the weight. So it's like he's not going to have the same effectiveness on the line of scrimmage, but... I think splitting him out he's going to be all right. Yeah, he can still and catch then, a now, football. AB, yeah. AB is like he's apologizing. He's taking steps back now. I saw that. And and he wants to play. And I think he's always wanted to play. I don't it, I don't think the Patriots are taking gonna, him and back. If though. any teams no, are No, they don't want
2: to deal with that drama.
1: It's the Patriots because they don't they don't have to deal with the drama. So they can take him, bring him in, get what they think they can get out of him or they let him go again.
2: Yeah, it'll be I mean I always feel like Shit, they that's just have bold. they always get like some unsung hero during a stretch during the playoffs. Absolutely. And so and I don't think they need to sign like a Gronkowski. Their 51% is a hot take though, but I don't know I don't, I know, think I don't know if they it's sign one of like those that. two guys.
1: I think that they make it they make a move late in the game to try and better their chances, win. especially they lost the Ravens. They just lost to the Ravens. And I, I don't think, think they, they even care they about got, that loss. No, though. no, I don't think they care, but yeah, I think them, they that's know. Nothing. I think they know that they lost that game on the field. And I think that they know Patrick Mahomes is healthy. So it's not it's not a gimme. You know, they're not taking it lightly. They got Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes to deal with in the playoffs. And so I think they're gonna try and get better. Hence I think that there's a shot they try to get another playmaker in that team
0: we'll see it'll That's definitely a hot take but it'll be interesting we'll,
1: we'll, we'll see Gronk AB I like I like the big names um so to to running back we got number one Patriots number two Saints Ravens, Seahawks Niners um then the back five we got Packers Vikings Chiefs Cowboys and Rams
0: all right moving on now we got the picks of the week for the NFL in week 12. a lot of big time matchups that I think already have some playoff implications. A lot of gut
1: check games. Definitely, I think, I think there's a lot of teams. Where, there's a lot of games where I don't necessarily feel good about my pick. But
0: yeah, I mean, right off the bat, Thursday night, Indianapolis at six and four going to Houston at six and four. This divisional matchup for me, I didn't, I haven't picked a winner yet. I, yeah, it's, no, that's I, definitely I, one of those gut check games. I
1: think that's a big, that's a big one. You know, especially Houston coming off a loss to Baltimore like that, getting embarrassed houston coming Uh, off a loss to
0: baltimore indy coming off the big win over the jacksonville but they haven't had ty hilton in a couple of weeks no ty hilton and and,
1: uh no jj watt so it's just like that whole matchup of indiana's defense sorry my fault houston's defense indiana's offense it's not the same right but it's the other matchup, like I was saying, Indiana's Indianapolis's defense and Houston's offense that I think is like kind of the matchup now. That's the sexy the the sexy matchup because uh, I think Indianapolis defense is playing really well, controlling the line of scrimmage on offense. But ultimately, I just think that Houston's a better football team, and I like Deshaun Watson over Jacoby Brissett. And uh, Watson just got embarrassed.
0: Yeah, I think I think on a
1: short week getting embarrassed. I think Watson's going to come out and, and
0: ball. Yeah, I mean, I just I typed it in right now. I'm I'm picking Houston to win. I think coming off the the big loss between the 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 big rematch between him and Lamar from Clemson and um, Clemson and Louisville. Yeah, and I mean Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. I know it hasn't been as magical as it was last year, but if the Colts aren't are without Ty Hilton, I don't think Jacoby Brissett and Marlon Mack are enough to get it done on the offensive end. And Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, they can eat that secondary the Colts have alive, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, D Hop is the man. It's, it's all about his coverage. He's getting all. He's getting the, the Julio Jones stream. Yeah, he's
0: seeing stuff he hasn't seen before.
1: Um, so I I don't really like judge him on that that kind of stuff. So I know that he's a game breaker. Any right. any, any ball thrown his way could change the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, he DeAndre Hopkins is good could be good for maybe 200 yards a game if he really wanted to yeah for sure so all right who do you got in this matchup oh this
2: one was a gut check too but i uh, ultimately went with houston at the end okay so just just because they they lost it's a
0: little easier to go with them all right so we all got houston in that one moving on to sunday we got an nfc south matchup two three and seven teams we got the buccaneers going to atlanta to take on the falcons falcons won three in a row so that's pretty good uh, the line for this no, is... No,
1: that's not right.
0: Excuse me. Two in a row. Two in a row.
1: I was going to say, they were not on home- 7
0: Sorry. This week, I they won three in a row. I apologize. Um, But the line for this is Atlanta minus 4.5. I have Atlanta winning at home. I think they're... Even though... Their sense of urgency exactly. is much higher. Exactly. And I think Tampa Bay is just such a disaster. I know we say it almost every week that <laughs> we, we shit on them, but... I think, yeah, no. I man, think Matt Ryan no, I, and Julio Jones—they're gonna—they're gonna find some magic this week. I know it hasn't happened for me in fantasy this year with both of them. It hasn't really been working out too well, but I think I think they're gonna find some magic this week.
1: No, but you're right. I mean, Tampa Bay has been—it's—it's it's a Jameis Winston fucking show, and that's not a good show.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> That—that's nah. how it
1: is. That's why I don't like the Bucks. I love BA. I love Bruce Arians, big time coach to me, one of the best. Like, yeah, big BA fan. Uh, but I, I just don't like Jameis I, I don't and I think that his time's over yeah I think that Atlanta comes in wins this game Tampa Bay ends up with less than five wins and Jameis is looking for a job and and I feel bad for the sucker that doesn't get Cam Newton because they're going to go with Jameis <laughs> it's not and it's not going to go well
0: that's
2: going to be awful and, and that's just that's, they're going to have to settle for the complete downgrade
1: that's that's just my you know I think that he you know if he were to hear that he would have something to say and he's got he's got, he's got all the confidence in the world but it's just I, Jameis in the NFL is not my, not my thing and I like Atlanta to win at home because I think Dan Quinn and the Falcons are fighting for their their future
0: yeah all right moving on we got the Broncos going to Buffalo Broncos coming in at three and seven obviously coming off that tragic comeback win over Mm -hmm. uh from the the Vikings yeah
1: which is the second and third time that's happened to them this year
0: yeah they're going to Buffalo to take on the seven and three bills Buffalo is favored minus four I got Buffalo winning this game and just keeping it rolling I think Denver's got to figure it out man that quarterback situation is atrocious been able
2: to all season though that's their issue
1: yeah the quarterback scenario is always a problem they're in that whole fucking bad sweepstakes of Cam or Jameis or someone like that right
0: um the I defense Dan, is injured but, injury but, but, riddled but their
1: defense is their team i mean they're the 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 denver broncos are built on the edge of the defense yeah so it's like they don't have that so you know that's why that's why they're not playing well it's just like the lions without stafford it just doesn't like that's their team that's their identity that's where everything kind of you know flows off of it's it's just denver's this is the representation representation of their team and I think Buffalo is like full steam ahead for the win
0: yeah all right next matchup we got the New York Giants coming in at two and eight they're going to the Windy City to take on the Chicago Bears coming in at four and six the line for this is Chicago minus six I have the Giants coming in and upsetting the Bears I know it's not really much it's not much of an upset because both of these teams suck no, to be but, honest but, but
1: Chicago was the fucking you know Chicago had playoff were that, Super Bowl they were that, aspirations. Yeah, they're they're the Jacksonville Just because of the defense. They're the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars of last year. They're the team that was like hot last year and now they're come back to reality. Um but I still like Chicago to win this game. I think that they are oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're they're a better football team than, than Saquon Barkley is.
2: <laughs> I just think that that defense <laughs> is just going to be too overwhelming for uh for the for the giants
1: and and you know what giants um this shit pisses me off so much when i watch it on football that they ran a play where danny dimes got out and lead blocked
0: yeah that shouldn't happen
1: and (laughs) and it was everyone and the announcers are so fucking dumb they're just like oh my god how awesome is it to see that is so stupid that's the dumbest thing i hate the future hate, of your franchise. I hate watching quarterbacks get out and block. I hate watching Russell Wilson do it. If I was a GM, I would fucking cut that motherfucker. like it's just like, dude, what are you doing? I just invested all these millions of dollars in you. There's 10 other, there's nine other guys that can block for the ball carrier. You're not the one. Yeah. Um, giants, this is why you're the giants. You got you're doing shit like that. You're going to go out there and get Danny Dimes, lit the fuck up. It's like what you asked Brady to block for you. No, but they do. You know what I'm saying? Which is like, crazy. That is your Tom Brady. That's yeah. your franchise guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the that's point. It. Yeah. <laughs> I see Russell Wilson do it almost every week, and it drives me nuts. And I and and the worst part about it is they get
0: glorified for it. Yeah. All right. The next matchup we got AFC North rivalry matchup. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers coming in at an even five hundred five and five. They're going to the winless Cincinnati Bengals zero and ten. Yep. The line for this is Pittsburgh minus six and a half. Even without Marquise Pouncey and who knows if Mason Rudolph will even be playing, I still got the Steelers
2: winning. I I don't see how the Bengals win a game now.
1: I got Cincy winning. I got damn them getting their I think
2: win. I think the win, like Tyler said, hey, I think he said it last week. How not a, like a team goes by without at least getting one win? Yeah, but I don't think it's this week.
1: I think it's this week. I think they got no Pouncey, no Juju, probably no Mason. You know what I mean? I think this is their, their at-home against a divisional opponent, which those games are always played closer than the talent shows. Um, I like Cincinnati finally getting a dub. Like like Jacob just said, I can't bet on a team not winning a game. I just
2: don't see it happening this they got, week, they gotta <laughs> That's win one. That's the only issue. <laughs> they got to win one in three weeks. and this
1: Pittsburgh team is absolutely decimated.
2: Yeah. No, I mean,
0: it's just...
1: I mean, they're bad. It's the Bengals like, have you know, nothing you know, going for you them. You got Driscoll at like quarterback. Joe Mixon's been eh. I don't AJ know who Green, watches AJ their games. Green hasn't even gotten on the field. They got no one noteworthy on defense. It's just uh
0: Driscoll's for the
1: Lions or um, Finley, I, Ryan yeah, Finley. Finley, Ryan Finley, yeah, Ryan Finley. Uh, pff, so that shows you how bad that situation is. <laughs> yeah, Finley. You know, so how do you even have them winning a game? <laughs> Because I think that every pro football team can win one football game, and I think that if they got a team, it's it's a divisional opponent at home. That, I think we should put a bet on it. If they stay everybody. <laughs> we can come crazy. up with something. Yeah. I, I, I got it. I, I think Cincinnati's winning this one.
0: All right. Coming up next, we got the Miami Dolphins going to two. Uh, the Miami Dolphins at two and eight. They're going to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. Oh, another come catastrophe in, game. Coming in at four and six the line for this is cleveland minus 10 and a half oh yeah That's as they, all they should
1: are. i think I, cleveland's got to whip that ass they get cleveland's got to find wins in a bad season yeah they've got to find like bright spots out of this season they cannot let this season just be the the fucking terrible showing it was no so it's like they got to get everything i think that their sense of urgency is very very high and Miami just doesn't have a lot to fight for, so I think that Cleveland at home ends up winning. I mean, Cleveland's still in the playoffs. Miami's front office
0: is mad. They won those two games that they've won already this season, and because of the
2: draft picks, exactly.
0: And I think Cleveland this week. Yeah, but now two are going down. Are you still mad? I think
1: that almost now it's it's a lot of pressure at that number one pick.
0: Yeah, very true. It's but not, I mean,
1: it's not the bowl. It's not like no. But they have uh, Josh
0: Rosen, so they could go after Chase Young at number one.
1: But I, but I think that the uh, the number one teams say Bengals are going to go quarterback, so they almost you know have had you know I, I'm not saying it's better to not have the number one pick, but right. I think I think with two going down, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, to it changes
0: everything. But l- what I was going to say was I think this week Cleveland is poised for a big game. Yeah, I think I'm down with that. I just traded for
1: Odell, so I'm well ready.
0: that that's what I'm saying is Baker needs to hit Odell, needs to hit Juice Landry. I think. Juice and Odell need to have big games for them to win this.
1: Yeah, which is like that's that should be the game plan every, every – I mean, if I'm Baker, I'm waking up in the morning, i got to get them 15 targets each. At least. I'm going to throw the ball 40 times, and those guys are going to get 15 each.
0: Yeah. All right, the next matchup we got, we got uh, an NFC South matchup. Carolina coming in at 5-5. Five and five. They're going to New Orleans to take on the number two team in the TSK Show Power Rankings. The Saints come in at 8-2. and two. New Orleans New Orleans is favored minus 10.
1: I uh, got obviously got New
2: Orleans oh, easily. Yeah. but uh, doesn't matter what McCaffrey does
1: Carolina man uh, they're they're like uh, I like Carolina and New York Giants in the draft because man they got they got it set up you know what I mean they just have to draft correctly and they have McCaffrey and Saquon they have the two arguably the two best offensive players that don't play quarterback in the league so they've got a lot going for them I think the Carolina needs to just lose (laughs) and get some high draft picks like I said last week they're kind of in this weird spot where it's like McCaffrey's kind of winning them games sometimes but they're not really the good football team they're not gonna have Cam Newton next year right so it's like what really is our motivation here to win games other than let's just let McCaffrey see if he can win a game by himself
0: yeah I I also have the Saints winning I think they're just the better team Carolina's still rolling with the backup quarterback and like you said, I know McCaffrey's been winning them games almost single handedly, but New Orleans is just a juggernaut.
1: Yeah, I like Carolina to try and get, you know, the um the kid from Oregon, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, maybe, you know, if his if his like injuries come back not so serious. Yeah. Um, I think that they're gonna draft one of the top like four four
0: quarterbacks in, in the in the draft. They should at least. All right, moving on, the next matchup we got the Oakland Raiders coming in at six and four. They're going to New York to take on the Jets coming in at three and seven. Oakland is favored on the road, minus two and a half. And I have them going to seven and four, three games over five hundred, beating the Jets. I think what John Gruden has done, like you said last week, Tyler is coach of the year worthy. Amazing. I mean, it's not it's not even close. Yeah. And I mean, the Jets are a disaster. Like so many other teams in in the NFL, hey, they
2: won last week. No, they <laughs> Give are, them but mad. but
0: I got I got I got the Jets winning at home. I think
2: really, that,
1: I think that Levion and Darnold can can win a game against the Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders win games because they're coaching. I don't necessarily think they're that great. So um, I think that you know if Adam Gates has any sort of game plan around Le'Veon and Darnold to play well, when Darnold has his big games, the people in New York are feeling good about the Jets. Yeah. So it's like once every 3 weeks Jets fans are just stoked. The other two the other two weeks they want to blow their heads off.
0: But you just said it exactly. I think John Gruden is going to outcoach Adam Gase. Yeah, and
1: he can, but he doesn't have as many pieces as that Gase has. Very so. true. Um I like I like the Jets and Levy on to con- kind of control the the clock in this one. Who you got, Jacob?
2: No, I still had Oakland. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter for for them Jets' win last week, but I just still have Oakland winning this game. Yeah. All right, the next matchup we got the number four team in the TSK show power rankings.
0: The Seattle Seahawks coming in at eight and two. They're going to Philadelphia to take on the five and five Eagles. The line for this is Philadelphia minus two and a half. Like Tyler said, uh, this game was supposed to be the Sunday night football game, but it got flexed to the morning. And I think the Seahawks are going to be pissed about that and i think they're going to come out on fire and win this game.
1: Yeah, they're com- they're coming off a fucking win that just beat the only the last undefeated team in the league and they got flexed out. So They're riding high. And, and i don't want and i don't want to play uh,
0: the excuse card.
1: I, I don't want to play well, and also don't want to play dumb like Philly got flexed too. It's not just on Seattle, but i think that Philly being on the east coast and Seattle being on the west coast, it's uh it's worse on the seahawks than it is on the philly
0: well and philly just having a home game it, it in general it doesn't really change their yeah. routine now they get the to good, sleep in their own beds all that kind good, of stuff
1: and the good thing about it is we have the bye week so i think two weeks preparing for a philly team uh, we got this dub in in us and like you said i think we're a little pissed um but it's, de- it's definitely not going to be an easy game and and seattle and philadelphia are two teams that play really well in november december yeah battle of the birds yeah bird gang all day yeah. of my favorite franchises there uh, for, uh, forever
0: so all right next matchup we got we got the Detroit Lions coming off the loss to the Cowboys they're coming in at three six and one they're going to the Washington Redskins coming in at one and nine Detroit's favorite on the road minus three and a half I have Detroit winning the game I know they're gonna probably be without Matt Stafford again and so their identity as a team is obviously altered yeah. Yep. But Washington sticking with Dwayne Haskins for the rest of the year, Darius Geis is back. They looked okay. They looked- no,
1: that's great. I think that DC is doing the right thing. You know, like I think that they got to figure out what they do well.
0: Right, but that that inexperience, I think, is it's not going to win them football games. when right. you're
1: trying to figure out what you do well on the field against an NFL team that's going to exactly. get your ass whooped. But uh, I think that. You know them just committing in general to like an idea of moving forward with these guys. That's that's good for DC. But I ultimately like Matt Patricia going in there and being kind of like he's the new face. Right. Matt, it's Matt Patricia's team. It's not Matt Stafford's team. So when Stafford's out, so I like I like Detroit to get the dub. Yeah, uh, I'm not I'm, picking DC to, to win a game for the rest of the year, for sure. I think that they're the worst. I I, I think DC is worse off than than Miami and the new yorks what about
0: cincinnati
2: cincinnati I mean, they're just as hard to watch as any of those teams as well yeah, yeah, i mean for
0: sure darius guys scored uh scored his first touchdown since coming back from injury and that was the redskins first touchdown in 16 quarters well they can celebrate just that <laughs> there it is all right next matchup we got we got an afc south matchup the jacksonville jaguars coming in at four and six they're going to tennessee to take on the titans at five and five The line for this is Tennessee minus three, so they're favored by a field goal at home. That's normally the cushion that Vegas gives the home team when it's kind of a toss-up game. But Jacksonville's 0-2 since going back to Nick Foles, and I think they're going to go to 0-3. I got got Tennessee winning at home.
2: I'm putting my trust back in Foles. Really? Oh, yeah. I like Tennessee to win this game. Yeah.
0: I don't think it's Foles' fault. I don't think it's Foles' fault, but I think just that – it's not a
1: good situation. I mean, right. it's just like the defense isn't the same. Leonard Fournette's just like constantly banged up. Never know what you're gonna get out of him. Yeah. um And uh yeah, Nick Foles is not gonna win you games. That that Eagles team, they won games off of their defense. It wasn't Nick Foles. He was just keeping them alive. He was keeping them afloat. Right. So uh yeah, Nick. I think Gardner Minshew gives him much more sh- shot at winning. But Minshew also gives them a lot better shot at losing too. So that's just kind of what you got to take with the gunslinger like that. So um, I like Tennessee to win this game because I think they're the, they're they're more like strong on who they are and what yeah. they're doing and their game plan and like they know exactly Derek what Kendrick they got to do. yeah, exactly.
0: All right, moving on. The we got three matchups in a row with teams all in the top ten of the TSK Show Power Rankings first one we got the number nine team the dallas cowboys at six and four going to new england to take on the patriots at nine and one cowboys are the number nine team patriots are the number one team new england is favored minus six and a half at home this is going to be a big game big
1: time big time i mean dallas like whatever the narrative is in this game is going to be like their their season it's going to be like oh if the cowboys come out there and suck and get and get whooped up on they're gonna be like man dallas is dallas is done dallas ain't got it. Dak, what is that good is, is this the right way to win but if they come out and beat the patriots they're gonna be like all right this team's ready to go
0: yeah and i don't think the cowboys are gonna beat the patriots at home I have the Patriots winning the game and I don't think the Patriots goal they, they, should be to win the game. No,
1: nah, they just need to be close. They just need to like
0: get a game plan. You know, they the, should be the same taking, thing how they kept it in Philly too. I was gonna I was taking it the complete opposite. I was gonna say I don't think the Patriots should focus on winning the game. I think they should focus on getting Jason Garrett fired.
1: Yeah, and and, and that <laughs> and that could work because this could be a this could be a Super Bowl matchup. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 Cowboys gotta know like road goes through New England. Yeah. Like you got to be able to beat this team, and and uh, they got to figure out how to do that. And Dak has to be Dak has to be great.
0: Yeah, not and gonna win. It's it's definitely going to be interesting though to see like we were talking about the Patriots' offense hasn't been as explosive in the past. It's going to be interesting to see what Dallas's defense does to New England's offense, which I think is with, a great,
1: better matchup for them. Yeah, than, no, it's than the
0: other side of the ball. I think it's a much more favorable matchup the Cowboys defense going against the Patriots offense than the Patriots defense going against the Cowboys offense but yeah
1: that's that's gonna be like you know that's the game is like can that great great offensive line that Dallas has dominate that that New England defense if they can do that they can win the game I mean it doesn't matter what Zeke and Dak do if that that offensive line dominates the line of scrimmage which they have the ability to do then Dallas can win the game but if they don't it's it's over
0: yeah All right, now the game that got flexed into Sunday night for Seattle and Philadelphia. We got the number six team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, the Green Bay Packers, coming in at 8-2. and They're going up to San Francisco to take on the number five team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, the San Francisco 49ers, coming in at 9-1. and San Francisco is favored by a field goal.
1: Dumb, man. But everybody go put your fucking savings Uh on this one.
0: I got the Packers winning the Green Bay Green Bay I have is gonna the come Green in, Bay as well Green
1: Bay is gonna come and spank him it's Rogers hometown Rogers is about to go into the stadium he grew up next to Rogers is about to go into the stadium of the team he wanted to play for growing up I mean he is a NorCal kid this is yeah. Rogers is like Rogers don't this is a home game for him you know what I mean like yeah he's a Packer Lambo it's all it's it's you know that's Rogers turf but this is Rogers home yeah. And, and he's going to go in there, and he's going to ball out, and he's going to torch him
0: Yeah, and also I think another reason why the Packers are going to win is just that the San Francisco 49ers haven't really had a test besides the Seahawks this year, and they lost that game. And they failed kinda, that you're test. You're
2: kind of starting to see their flaws, too, where they For have sure. Yeah, in in the Seattle game and in their last game this weekend.
0: That's it, all it
1: takes. I mean, it you know, that's that's how it goes. It's quarters. I mean, this game of inches. You know, they they say that cliche for a reason. It's it's small things can tell you everything about a team. And yeah, I mean, they almost got they almost lost the
0: Cardinals. Yeah. So all right, the Monday night matchup. They're they're fake tough guys. You know
1: what I mean? They're fake the 49ers? Tough, yeah, they're talking tough, but. In the back
2: of their mind, but but they they can't back it up though. They've never had to. So in the back
1: of their mind, they're very unsure about backing. Now Richard Sherman has backed that shit up. He's the the only one. And so you hear him and you see him talk a lot, but the rest of the guys, Jimmy G ain't done shit. You know, all all those great defensive linemen they ain't done shit. So I think that they're fake tough guys, and Rogers is going to come and expose them.
0: Yeah. All right, the Monday night matchup, we got. The number three team in the TSK show power rankings, the Baltimore Ravens coming in at eight and two. They're coming here to Los Angeles to take on the number 10 team in the TSK show power rankings, the Los Angeles Rams. They're coming in at six and four. The line for this is Baltimore minus three.
1: I mean, you got to pick you. I think that you just have to pick whoever Baltimore's playing right now because they're so hot. But at the same time, every week, I'm looking for what team's going to step up and figure it out yeah the Rams definitely have the personnel to figure it out so it's like the Rams could give the blueprint to the league um how on how to beat the Rams that's what everybody's waiting on everybody's waiting on how do you beat the Ravens how do you beat Lamar Jackson how do you stop what's the game plan what what's the strategy here what's what what are you doing um and until that happens Baltimore is going to keep winning games so I'm going to pick Baltimore but on that other hand I, I definitely think the Rams have the ability to show the league how you beat lamar jackson come out monday night football in la the big sexy matchup um they, the rams could easily win this game this is a gut check game for sure
0: yeah i mean obviously i'm picking the rams to win this game but like you said it's it's got to come down to how do you stop lamar and having players like aaron donald michael brockers clay matthews dante fowler jr cory littleton yeah. jalen ramsey in the secondary
1: well, and the Rams last year got exposed when people put fullbacks in the, into their lineups. And they had these light linebackers, and people were running the ball down. The Rams aren't built like that anymore. They're much bigger, and I yeah. know that's definitely plays uh, an advantage playing a team like Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, just my two cents, if I'm playing Lamar Jackson, I don't know how to beat him, but no. if I'm going to let Mark Ingram run up the middle, I think I'm going to sit my guys on the edge and, 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 and stare at, I want both my edge guys staying on the edge and staring at Lamar I don't care seeing which way he goes let, let Mark Ingram run right past you with a ball let him go ahead you know like I cannot let Lamar just keep doing me like this
0: yeah it's definitely gonna be a tough matchup who you got in this one Jacob
2: I still have Baltimore I just Damn think it. that I just think that they're, they're the, the team hottest team yeah right they're, now they're the it's, team to just be. Too, too tough you don't know uh how to contain Lamar Jackson and so that's the issue right now Look, for them
1: there's always those teams in sports that they're not the best team but they're the hottest team yeah and that coach has won a Super Bowl so
2: yeah exactly John Harbaugh
0: knows or is it Jim or John that's up there it's 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 John yeah Jim's in Michigan was the Michigan coach yeah John Harbaugh knows what it takes to win a Super Bowl yes sir so all right and then we got four teams on by the number seven team in the TSK show power rankings the Minnesota Vikings at eight and three the number eight team in the TSK show power rankings the Kansas City Chiefs at seven and four the Los Angeles Chargers at four and seven and then the Cardinals at three seven and one and then real quick we forgot to mention last week that the Kansas City Chargers game was the Mexico City game
1: yeah yeah no I played it played in the elevation um I think they're 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 higher than Denver Charger I, the Chargers stayed in
0: Denver uh for a couple of days to get used to the altitude like the Rams did last year before going to yeah, Mexico and I, want, City. and I
1: want to say Mexico City's like weirdly even higher than Denver. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And uh you got to see that clip of Mahomes showing off his arm throwing 70-yard bombs
0: and in, in the altitude it was pretty crazy. Harrison Butker was hitting 70-yard field goals pre-game, which was yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're a mile and a half up. But real quick, the Chargers.
0: Ooh. Ooh. I want to talk about them for a second cuz there's been a lot of talk about what to do with Philip Rivers he's thrown seven interceptions in the last night seven interceptions in the last two games
1: he's been through this we've had these questions it's it's Philip Rivers that's how it goes it being quarterback great quarterbacks have bad stretches Brett Favre had these stretches Peyton Manning had these stretches
0: I mean Tom Brady turned the ball over but they weren't having these stretches this late into their career or maybe they were and then it was time to go yeah i i think i think <laughs> philip has had these stretches
1: in his career it's just like this is he's a gunslinger he's an ultra confident guy and sometimes I bites you in the ass and especially and it looks really really bad when it does you know happens more than you know two weeks in a row i yeah.
2: think it just adds to their narrative though for the season they had just these high expectations going into training camp and unfortunately they lost close games and that's just been the story throughout the whole season for them and this, and this is the just chargers in
1: it. my lifetime i mean oh yeah it, mm-hmm. all of our lives and, i mean and more so philip river's career it's just like they win five games or they win 12 games this is kind of how the chargers go this year i would like to give them the benefit of the doubt i think they were banged up up front i think they were banged up on the edge um but no excuses in pro pro sports
0: yeah i mean i just i just wanted to talk about that real quick just because i think that was like
1: the i I never no i don't even listen to some bullshit about sitting him for tyrod it's just like nah okay Phillips Phillips a top 10 quarterback in my lifetime you know what i mean i think he's a hall of famer it's just like he's a top five player to not win a super bowl it's just like philip is the man yeah he's definitely up there i got ultimate
0: respect for philip so all right that wraps up the nfl talk for tonight But let's transition now to the NBA. We got – Jacob, what's the score of the Laker game? I know they're playing right now against Oklahoma City.
1: 43-39, Lake Show. There we go. All right.
0: Which which Kuzma has a bloody eye. Yeah, I just got got that notification. I think he took an elbow or something. But hopefully he'll be all right. Good, man. He needs to take an elbow fucking (laughs) –
1: Get your shit going, man.
0: But, all right, let's talk about the big news. Our boy, he's back in the NBA. Yes, sir, free Mello. Carmelo Anthony signed with the Portland Trail Blazers a couple of days ago after missing a full season last year. Carmelo has returned to the NBA. He signed a non-guaranteed deal with the Blazers. It will be worth $2.15 million if he remains on the roster past the guarantee date. Sometime in January, according to Shams Charania of Yahoo Sports. The Blazers lost tonight. They are 5-10. and ten.
2: To a poor Pelicans team, too. An
0: injury-riddled Pelicans, yeah, Pelicans I mean, team. I shit,
1: I had their team didn't play it.
0: Yeah. So they're now 5-10. and ten. They lost to Melo's former team last night or the night before, the Houston Rockets. So they're looking for a boost right now. And they're hoping that Melo can provide that for them as the The Portland trailblazers after making the Western conference finals last year, they have now slipped to the bottom of the Western conference, which is a huge
2: downgrade this year, which is really confusing.
0: Yeah. And as these, these teams in the West that are in the top eight, they're starting to create some separation between themselves and the bottom of the Western conference. So Portland's really looking at mellow to give them that boost. And tonight, he he had, he had ten and four yeah ten and, and four in twenty four minutes ten points four rebounds twenty four minutes he started the game which I think threw everybody off that's a bad which message. that was
2: that was the whole issue in the beginning that he wasn't going to come off the bench anyways in previous uh, team experiences and so it's like it was only rightfully so that you do start him in this game
1: I, I mean yeah I I can't believe they started him I think that's just the bad I think that sets him up for failure. I think that that sends the wrong message. I think you need to get him to come off the bench. Um, and if you do start him, definitely don't start him at the four. I just, I mean, even though that's his better position, like I would like, I would want him to play the four, but it's like you're going to start Rodney Hood and Carmelo as your forwards that's his. Yeah. that's dicey I I think that that's the same guy You got something like stretch guy out there at this spot up shooter well
0: that's what they that's what they had Zach Collins for but then now he's but out Zach with,
1: Collins is at least 6'11 could protect the rim get some rebounds 100 percent.
0: but he's sidelined with surgery and he's out yeah, four for, months yeah no,
1: for sure I mean Portland's like they're trying to figure it out but I, I'm not worried about Portland um also, I've never really been like a Portland guy. I, I just I don't I ne- I haven't thought that these last couple of years they were a threat. They've always done better in the playoffs than I thought they were going to. Because I just I can't get behind a team that's like two guards and a bunch of
2: other dudes, you know. Like yeah, th- that, that's Portland. No, I mean, um, we've... but
1: they've always proven me wrong, so I give them respect.
2: Which yeah, they looked better at the start of the season on paper, but then it just kind of has fizzled I, out.
1: It's 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 not even twenty games in a season, so I'm not I'm not freaking out about them, and I don't think that any sort of separation that's been it's it's an eighty two game season, so it's like even if they were five games behind, you know, they have sixty five games to.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely still early in the season, but I in- no,
1: I think it's going to help. I think bringing him starting it was like the wrong move. It's just like
0: you should have acclimated him a little better than that. So overall, I th- I think the consensus in the room is we like the move for Melo to go to Portland.
1: I said on the show that Portland was the best fit for him. He's tr- so. But a- I also said after that comment that there's no way in hell Carmelo Anthony chooses to live in Portland, Oregon. Well, he chose this so time. He, he proved me wrong, and he showed that. I he mean, was- all they
2: have to offer is coffee and beer. I went there this year, so I was gonna say. I was gonna it's ask. A, you yeah, it's
1: it's it's a small
2: town. Nobody I mean, nobody wants to go there.
1: Yeah, it's a small town. It's like for a big star. It's it's got nothing, and and so I just thought Carmelo like. It, it was uh, carmelo's issue was the teams he wants to go to the contenders don't need him and the teams that he would fit well he doesn't want to play for these small markets <laughs> yeah. so it's like i'm happy that carmelo made made the mindset change and is in portland i think it's really going to work out basketball wise
0: yeah it's it's definitely going to be interesting though because they'll be fine phoenix that's
1: a
2: that's a fucking smoke show. <laughs> which they need each other. Melo needs the Blazers. The Blazers need him right now. They're yeah, struggling, sure. so it was a mutual agreement for both of them. Yeah, but I mean, according
0: to Mark Spears, the Trailblazers do plan on using him as a starter past tonight. So, which is cool. I mean, you know, like I'm not going to harp on that too much because I think
1: more so my thing was like game one. Let's get him a little more acclimated than that and like not give him the like kind of self entitled like I'm a starter right away. But well I think I think at the honestly same time, though, it's like let's stroke his ego a little bit, get mellow feeling like mellow, and maybe this thing can be special. Well, that's but exactly you gotta, get, you gotta get a dog at the three. I can't have Rodney Hood be the three with mellow. Like I need a dog. I need somebody that's dirty and rough and 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 gritty and a glue guy Trevor Ariza back in the day. All that bullshit, all those bullshit cl- cliche words. I need I need that guy with mellow just to kind of offset what what he brings to the table.
0: Yeah, but I I think like you said, let mellow be mellow. I think the best way to get him acclimated was to start him because that's what he's used to.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's a that's kind of like, you know, the flip of the coin. It's like is you know, is starting him sending him the wrong message or is it sending him the right message? We'll see.
0: Yeah. And then real quick, before we wrap up the Mellow talk, Nick DePaula from ESPN, he just tweeted out something I thought was really cool. Mellow is one of only five players with 13-plus signature shoes. He's one of 22 players in NBA history to score 25,000-plus points, and he's 19th all-time in scoring.
2: Yep. Hall of famer We
0: we know Mellow.
2: He's on a a good list, but he's just had an unfortunate past three years.
0: Yeah, but... On the other side, I'm glad he's getting the chance to to kind of go out on his terms.
1: I'm just glad he's yeah. I mean, I'm glad he's in the NBA. I'm I'm glad yeah. that he's he's you know, still playing because he should still be playing. And he's one of the best players I've ever seen play.
0: Agreed. So from one debut to another, last week Paul George made his debut for the Clippers and in his first three games the Clippers are two and one. Paul George is averaging twenty nine point three points per game. rebounds 3.7 assists he's shooting 56.3 percent from the field and 52 percent from three we've still yet to see Kawhi and paul george play on the court together but how scary do you think this guy's clipper this clippers team is after seeing what paul george has done after debuting
2: oh they look really good
1: super scary they're they're two-way players and i think that was kind of like the whole thing and that the, that they were feeling is they're both like super two-way superstars
0: yeah and i think just that being able to have that dynamic of those two player like types yeah but don't get me wrong
1: they're the cleveland browns right now i mean they gotta show us what's up yeah uh, they they're can't, nine and five they can't just like get you know they can't just get the title because they put together a cool roster like They got to beat some teams. They got a lot more shit going on than they do right now. I mean, Denver's played a lot more games together than they have. Utah's got their shit together way more. The Lakers have already played
0: more games together. The
1: Lakers have two, like, the Lakers' big two are better than their big two. So it's like everybody's got, they got to put it together, you know. I think that they're the hype team this year. And they could be really special and they could win the title um, because they got two-way superstars, but
2: they got to do it. And the whole thing of them not even playing George and Kawhi right now, they don't even need to. You can keep Kawhi on his load management procedure as long as you want because you have George already on this hot streak. So you don't even need to see both of them at the same time.
0: Well, and that that was my next question is, do you think we'll see Paul George on a similar load management program to Kawhi Leonard after coming off
2: two shoulder
0: surgeries this offseason?
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, probably. I bet they both play teams
2: That's their blue, blue, uh, the blueprint for teams right now coming off of an injury. Yeah, I'll it's li- just a trend that people are following.
1: I like them between sixty, like sixty and sixty-five games played,
2: probably. Okay.
0: All right. Well, uh, Jacob, I know you had a a few questions for Tyler and I t- about Do I have- the start of the NBA season. So I have far.
2: three. I mean, with that trend of uh, load management, we have a trend of the two top teams in. Each respected conference, which is the Lakers and the Celtics, now it's not huh, the Lakers same. Is, wait, Lakers and Celtics? Oh yeah, at the top, they're both at the top of their. Everything's right in the NBA world again. All right, well, seems let's like two thousand and nine it It's been a while. It, it so. has been a while. Now, mind this you, it's not the, the same not the... same rivalry back in the eighties. It's not the eighties. No, absolutely not. Uh, or is it the rivalry back in two thousand and eight and two thousand and ten? But have we seen maybe a rivalry renewed? Nah, not, not yet. yet. Nah. Not yet.
1: I don't think there's there's no, like, inner drama to it outside of, like, Rondo. I mean, well, Rondo is cool. The that, only that's a cool piece of it. But just ironic he plays for the Lakers the finals.
0: now. Yeah, no, I think for the rivalry to be renewed, like you said, Tyler, they got to play each other that in the finals. There needs to be a fight on Christmas
1: Day or, something.
0: Like, yeah, there needs something to be the spot right now. They don't, they're not even looking at each other. I think the closest we've seen to the rivalry being renewed since at least 2008 through 2010 was uh the brandon ingram jason tatum comparisons but now that brandon ingram's gone those are kind of out the door so yeah, and that, was, that
2: didn't really last very long and either Bi
0: doesn't deserve that, that no, no 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 no, no bi is better than jason tatum i'm oh you're still gonna go with that? yes no,
2: not even close it took him way too long to progress so that's why he's that's why he's in new orleans what has jason tatum done since
1: uh, I, his not, rookie year i'm not a fan i'm just not a fan of bi i mean he took the step that he needed to take with the lakers this year but it's like too little too late you're kind of cast away on new orleans now it's like mardi gras for you buddy <laughs> it's like when the pressure came off of him that's when he he's played well he couldn't handle it now in la and i think jason tatum is like uh he's a he's a future he's a future all nba talent okay and and i think that he's boston's best player where we have braun and ant
0: well yeah that's you
1: know it's like bi was not not in the conversation of the lakers best player ever
2: all right anyway now we're gonna stay in the western conference uh the houston rockets started off kind of shaky Uh, But in the last couple games, they've really picked it up. And a huge part of that is James Harden. Now, he is on pace to be the only player to average 40 besides Will Chamberlain. Yeah, for sure. The the question is, can he do it? And how does this team look now? Because in the beginning of the season, it was the Westbrook-Harden dynamic was not going to work. Both of them are ball-dominant guards, and it was not going to work at all.
1: It's going to work. It's going to work just fine. It's, gonna yeah, it's starting to work.
2: Games. Which some people did rule them out of the playoffs.
0: Nah, no I, way. No, I I could never rule them out of the playoffs with James Harden coming off three top two or three MVP finishes over the last three years. Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double for three straight That's years.
1: Tough. James Harden is doing what every basketball fans wanted so many guys to do. And it's like, go out and try and score as many points. Like, we always are like, oh, man, he could score 30 if he wanted to. Like oh, uh, if, if Jordan played today, he could average forty. Oh, if T Mac wanted to, he could average forty. Right. If LeBron wanted to, he could average. James Harden's going out and doing it and showing us, finally for the fans. Um, I and I think that he's going to average forty this year for sure. I just I just think that he's trying to, so he's going to and the system that d'antoni runs he makes every decision every play yeah every single play he makes every decision that's why you see such a drop-off when he comes off the court it, Steve Nash talks about this actually on the knuckleheads yeah. podcast. oh i watched that yeah and uh it and that's like that's why I think that James is going to get so many opportunities is just any he, and he's that good he's a top 10 player in the world so uh, I like James to win I like James to average 48 game this year which is unreal never seen in my life yeah and i like the rockets to be
0: 55 60 wins yeah i mean like you said d'antoni's system is the perfect system for harden to be doing this in so d'antoni's just gonna let him play as he plays and let him do what he does now
1: when the whole team just gets the fuck out of the way when he's rolling exactly it's
0: like it
1: doesn't matter a seven-second offense. Like, if they get stopped in the half court, the whole team just moves out of the way for
0: James to do what he wants. Right. So, yeah, I think it's definitely very possible for James Harden to average 40 this year. He, he probably could do it. But I also
2: think, on the other hand, it's not that appeasing to watch him do it the way he's doing it. No. No, no. And and I don't think half-court basketball like that wins game with with isolation in the playoffs. No, it doesn't. It does not.
0: We we've seen it
2: time yeah. and time again.
1: Yeah, I I am not going to like vouch for his like championship run abilities is because it's like yeah, like, you're it's, right. It's in, cute in, in now, seven, but it's, it's not going to get you series, far. I don't think isolation ball necessarily win, but they're going to win a lot of games this year.
0: Yeah, I I would definitely put them in the 50 to 60 margin.
2: Oh yeah. So, all right. Like maybe a top 4, 5 team. Uh, at least home court advantage yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, nah, as they should.
1: They're gonna make. They're gonna make a run, but I don't see them as winning the championship because they're a shallow team. I mean, like, yeah, if James wins you three games in the seven game series, you still don't win the series. Yeah, you know. So it's like I just don't think one man can can carry him in the West. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, from one star to another, we go to one in Australia, and in honor of Tyler wearing his jersey last week on the uh, TSK show. We're going to be talking about LaMelo Ball. I love some LaMelo Ball Now, scouts have really put him on this pedestal of him being the number one pick as of right now Mm -hmm. and that he has a legit shot at it. Now, how high do you think he can go in the draft, and what team would be a good fit for him right now?
0: Well, it's all going to depend on who's at the top of the draft order of where he's going to go in team need. But, I mean... With As of war- right now, Warriors could get him. I was going to say, why not throw him on the Warriors?
1: Yeah, I, I think the Warriors are for sure a shot, but that just seems like a little.
2: But is that is that the best fit for him? Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's I, the best I, fit I, for him. I don't
1: think so, but also, like, I don't know everything. And, like, Steve Nash got drafted to a team that had Kevin Johnson and later got Jason Kidd on it. Yeah. You know, like, staying on that Knuckleheads podcast. I mean, Steve Nash, w- his rookie year, said his biggest accomplishment was playing 22 minutes a game because they had Jason Kidd and Kevin Johnson in front Kevin of him and Kevin Johnson so it's like yeah there's no perfect like setup um obviously you want more opportunity but i think he's he's and as far as draft stock it's like you either need a guard or you need not a, you don't need a guard
2: you know so which think, this league has a lot of guards and i feel like so, so it's like
1: there's all the teams that are going to draft guards and there's all the teams that aren't going to draft guards and i think that he's one of two guards I think it's him and Cole Anthony there's no other discussion it's like if you need a point guard and you got the number one pick you're picking him or Cole Anthony agreed so it's like number one pick he could be number one pick he could be number three pick because it's like if someone needs forwards and bigs you know you got the you got James Wiseman out there you got Anthony Edwards at Georgia you got all these guys that can be like you know dominant forwards and big guys so it's like if the first two picks need those guys those guys will go off the board but it's like the first team that needs a guard they're going to draft laMelo ball or Cole Anthony one two that's that's that's, that's to me how it's going to go best best case scenario i think it's like it's all kind of the same teams you know orlando minnesota new phoenix york. new york all these
2: teams they kind of need a, Is there a possibility he ends up on the pelicans with his brother if they drop to the well, why bottom? not yeah, they play nah, together in, in high so. school. I
1: think Drew, yeah, I mean, it could. That'd be cool. I'd be down with that for sure. Yeah,
0: and I mean, as as Tyler was talking just now, I was kind of like playing out this Warriors warrior scenario in my head, and it's like, on one hand, yeah, it might not be the best fit for him because of playing time and all of that, because when the Warriors are healthy, they're a championship-ready team, even without Kevin Durant, because they won it first without him anyway. But... I could also not think of a better situation for LaMelo yeah,
1: exactly that's why it's like yeah the coaching and the coaching, and the, coaching and the player in his is great right and, and Steph Curry 30 he'll be the players he gets to old. learn from so all it's of like, that. that that's the whole Steve Nash kind of argument you know like Steve Nash playing his rookie year with Danny Ainge as the coach Kevin Johnson a fucking 15-year vet and Jason Kidd, arguably the best point in the game so it's like he could come in learn from Steph maybe even is still there clay is still there Draymond's there that'd be like a great foundation for him to mature and become an NBA star probably
0: one of the most stable teams he yeah. would be a part of yeah. in recent memory for him
1: it'd be great I think I think it would be great um but I just don't know like how that whole like are the Warriors gonna pass up on James Wiseman
0: yeah exactly you know,
1: Like i don't know i don't know if they're gonna do that because like because they need they need a big you throw james wiseman in with draymond and stefan Quay and fuck it's like that's a team right there no doubt no doubt so yeah i mean the, the, the Mello ball thing is just kind of a forever uh moving piece and i think like cole anthony cole anthony will kind of like just control the narrative because mellow has already kind of placed himself in the draft whereas like I don't think he can move up or move down based on his play because he's not he's not really playing for a good team
0: he's anymore, playing for the worst team right now in the end but NBA. he's also
1: but he's also playing for a pro team so it's like you know yeah but cole is like someone whereas as he goes and dominates the acc he could like clearly jump mellow but if, if he plays average in the acc or anything less than what he's playing now he could drop below lamello but um
2: i don't see him dropping that much though. He. Well, I mean dropping from like him.
1: second pick to fifth pick. Yeah, know, yeah that's not, not like, much of a drop. Not much of a but I'm t- in the relationship to him and LaMelo, they're sure. the, they're the guards. They're 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 who you're looking for.
2: Yeah, definitely. But we did talk about it earlier, but today is the fifteenth anniversary of Malice and the Palace. We talked about the Miles Garrett fight, and it's only right that we talk about the fifteenth anniversary of this fight.
0: I was watching that game live.
2: Yeah, so that, that was my question to you guys. Who saw it live? I did not see it live. I was huge fans of both these teams and both of these
1: fans like i love jermaine o'neal ron artes is a top five player for me ever love big ben love the bad boy pistons i mean this was so iconic
0: yeah and at the at the time the the pistons were coming off the championship Championship. the pacers i believe were in the eastern conference finals or semis that i tell this story all the time with ron
1: artes because like i got a big like i i'm protective of my guy i don't like people like talking shit on him because i don't think people understand his talent my my dude was the defensive player of the year the year before that best defensive player on that end of the court in the league that year that he got suspended in the malice i think he was averaging 24 a game
0: yeah he was on he was Getting MVP. So it's
1: like, I think that, yeah, I mean, I think that he really was that dude at 20 points a game and a defensive player of the year. That's, that's Kawhi Paul George, you know, and and you don't mention Ron Artest in that same breath.
0: Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, I remember watching that game live. Derailed
1: everybody's career. I mean, Steven Jackson says that he never was an all star because he was labeled after that game. Ron Artest never really got back to like, I'm the guy on the team you know he got
2: hit with the most suspensions it was 86 games yeah Yeah. which is
1: is unreal makes
2: sense well and they also i'm pretty sure
0: him and steven jackson got some criminal charges from the fans that was also in there too yeah for sure
2: but but i also heard that the person who threw the cup was bet 50 bucks to say like hey um somebody next to him was like i'll bet you 50 bucks to throw it at our test who's sitting there on the scores table now this is just a story but that's what was said.
0: Well, and then also Which is, is it worth the happened. fifty bucks
2: to get your ass whooped?
0: Well, but also if you look at the video, the the guy that Ron Artest goes after is a guy in a black shirt. There's a guy next to him in the, who, pistons in, the pistons, in the Blue Pistons jersey. That's that me. guy in the, the blue pistons jersey is the guy who actually threw the beer. No, Turtle was the guy on the on the court. He's the guy with the jersey on yeah that was the guy yeah, on the court yeah, that yeah, uh yeah. steven jackson like slid punched yeah, yeah, yeah. came and running yeah but no the guy up in the stands the guy that ron artest actually attacked was not the guy who threw the beer it was mm-hmm. the guy next to him yeah so, oh that
2: poor guy got the bun of it <laughs> yeah
0: but in
1: the pals, baby yeah
0: all right you got a shout out before we get out of here tp
2: um it. Okay
1: it's like you 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 hate your shout out jacob I
2: or was the mouse oh, palace no, your shout n- out that was
1: my shout out oh, okay. i've never
2: seen a crazier fight than that that takes uh, yeah. the cake yeah. with all sports my yeah. uh
1: my cousin shout out my little cousin uh lucy she uh she she's killing wanna, it she wouldn't won the state championship in oregon 6a soccer there you go congrats yeah, Jesuit high school she's a freshman on the team uh usa today had had her high school team ranked as the uh number three team in the country oh shit freshman so she's she's killing it
0: she's looking to make a name for herself at school three
1: months into high school she's doing the damn thing freshman on varsity yeah shout out
0: shout out lucy well i'm going to shout out the nl mvp cody bellinger of the los angeles dodgers i mentioned it last week he won um silver slugger gold glove all of that did he win it
1: by last year by last episode or was it up for discussion
0: no, so they announced it the day after we yeah, recorded right? last week. Yeah. So they announced that he won. He's the first Dodgers player to win NL MVP since Clayton Kershaw did it in 2014. He's also the first position player to win NL MVP for the Dodgers since Kurt Gibson did it in 1988. Bellinger batted 305 this year. He hit 47 home runs, had 115 RBIs, stole 15 bases, had a, 135, uh, a 103.5 OPS, and a 0.629 slugging he said he has a lot of motivation now even after winning the mvp so i can only hope he's got more mvps in his future and he can hopefully help the dodgers win a world series in my lifetime but all right with that that wraps up this episode of the tsk show be sure to rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify the iheart radio app or wherever you decide to listen to the tsk show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow all of us at The Duke of Sports, at Tyler Pachulke, and at Jacob Double Underscore Gonzalez. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of The TSK Show. Peace.